to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? The blackest dies. Oh my god. Come on! back to the skewered universe podcast my name is jeff and i'm going solo again for this episode i'm continuing on my journey for january is giallo here in the skewered universe for those of you that know leanne's just doing a few side things right now she'll be back soon don't worry i know you guys miss her and really don't want to just hear me but fuck it this is what you get for right now so continuing on this week i'm going to talk about the black belly of the tarantula night a time for quiet, a time for evil. Behind the door, through the window, a time for terror. A terror that leaves a tiny clue, a pattern of blood. Repeated again and again and again. Get murdered this weekend. See two for the price of one. An ungodly human monster with paralyzing needles stalks his victims in the black belly of the tarantula. And the weekend murders. The butler's body was the first body they found. You'll never believe where they found the others in the weekend murders. 
The Black Valley of the Tarantula. A weekend murder. A whodunit and a what did it. Which is a 1971 Giallo film directed by Paolo Cavara. I do not speak Italian, so I am not going to pretend to speak in an Italian accent for any of these names because it will come off immensely insensitive. So anyway, The Black Belly of the Tarantula, another Giallo film that I hadn't heard of. As I stated in the previous episode, I only have ex- had experience with one Giallo film going into this. That's actually going to be our next episode to close out the month and more about that at the end of the show. For right now, I want to get into this one... But it's one that I had never heard of. I had heard so many different Giallo films listed, you know, New York Ripper, Opera, things like that. I had never heard of this one until I started sourcing movies for this project from Shudder, Screenbox, wherever I could find them. And funny enough, this was on Shudder. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to add it to my list. What the hell? So I made, I made a point to watch this movie. Now, as I said, 1971 Italian giallo film set in Italy to give away a little bit, maybe a little spoiler here. I actually had fun, but let's let's go into a little bit of what, what this movie's about. We have Inspector Tolini, who's investigating serial crimes where the victims are paralyzed while having their bellies ripped open with a sharp knife, similar to how tarantulas are killed by the black wasp. It's a very cool way to do it. Very different. I haven't seen any films where that is the the way the killer takes out his victims. I've never seen that. To me, it was original. And I know some people will be like, well, it was 1971. Keep in mind, I hadn't seen this. And I haven't seen anyone do anything similar like this in any of the movies I've seen. If there's one out there, point it out to me and I'll check it out. But that is the story we are dealing with. The killer going around paralyzing their victims before killing them. So they're still, they're not able to move, they're not able to speak, but they're still alive while he's killing them. Very, very odd way of killing people, but it just worked. It was, it was so different. I was very happy to, to see what was happening. Then in our cast, we have Giancarlo Giannini, Claudine Auger, Barbara Boucher, Rosella Falk, Silvano Tranquilli, and Annabella Encontrera. Now, the only person I know in this cast is Giancarlo Giannini. I know him from the early 2000s sequel to The Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, where he played Inspector Pazzi. Some people may know him from the more recent James Bond films. He had a role in those, Quantum of Solace, and I believe Casino Royale. He had a recurring role in those. The man has done a lot of stuff. This this movie was, to me, it was solid. I really liked it. It was, there were so many times where I thought I had figured out who the killer was. And it's just insane. Insane that I didn't pick out who it actually was. Because when you think about it, it's really kind of obvious when you look back after you've already seen the movie. But the first time going through, I had no idea. Now, one thing I did not mention in the story is the inspector eventually turns his attention to this spa where all the victims had a connection. They've all been to this spa. They've got massages, you know, whatever. So all the women who had been killed have a link to this spa. That plays an important part. What I am not going to do with this film, like I did last time with New York Ripper, I am not going to spoil this. But you're saying it's from 1971, Jeff. Why wouldn't you spoil it? Because this is such an obscure film, 
and I don't think too many people have seen it, regardless of whether you like Giallo or not. I'm not going to spoil it because I want you to check this out and see it for yourself. It's really well done. There's red herrings all over the place. And by the time you get to the end and you see who the killer was, if you're like me, you'll be like, oh, that makes so much sense. Why didn't I pick it out? They do such a good job of laying the groundwork of what's happening, explaining to you what the killer's doing, which is very similar to how the Black Wasp kills the tarantula as their prey. There's a segment in the film where they cover that. It's not giving anything away. It just gives you a little insight into how they're breaking down what the killer's motives are. And it was really, really cool to see that because not, not too many movies I've seen will break down a killer's motives as, oh, hey, this is what happens in nature. It's usually some, you know, psychological thing. They're breaking it down with you know, childhood trauma, this and that. This was, they're acting like a wasp. This is fucking weird. Here's what they do. Here's an example. And they showed the black wasp killing the tarantula in the movie. Very, very crazy. There's also ties to a drug ring. <laughs> There's lots of cocaine being mentioned and passed around. It's it's crazy what's going on, but it's it's really well done. I had a good time watching this film. It's, it's a solid crime movie. It's a solid giallo, basically. Very, very solid giallo. I am very happy I watched it. Very happy it's readily available. Like I said, it's right there on Shudder. It's worth your time. Like I said, I'm not going to spoil this, so there won't be a whole in-depth discussion. But every everything about it, 71... Now, it does have a very late 60s, early 70s feel. So if that's not your vibe, go ahead and skip it. I get it. But if you're someone who appreciates Giallo, appreciates those films from that era and that time, you're going to find a lot of positive about this you're going to find something that you like in this movie. I know I did, and I wasn't sure if I was going to have a good time watching it, just because it is a 1971 film, and some of my experience with some of those earlier films, not so much horror, but other genres, are, are kind of hit and miss with me. This movie, however, was definitely a hit. So a few things I want to touch on about kind of behind the scenes of this movie. Shot on location in Rome, Italy in 1970. So, like I said, that very late 60s, early 70s feel definitely makes sense when you see that it was filmed in 1970. And filmed in Rome. I, I love the look of Rome around that time. I've seen a couple of movies that have been shot in Rome around that time, and it's just such a cool backdrop for a movie. Especially something like this, a giallo. Very, very cool. Not just because giallo is an Italian genre, but just something about the Rome setting. It's just very cool to see the way the buildings are, how the streets are. It's just laid out so differently than anything in the U.S. or any other place. It's a very cool backdrop. As far as the music and the score for this film, it was done by Ennio Morricone. A lot of you know who he is. I'm not going to go into details. Uh, <laughs> we could get sidetracked for hours as to what he's done. But Morricone is prolific. Prolific. Just look him up. You'll you'll understand. This received a DVD release in 2006 by Blue Underground Entertainment. Like I said, you don't have to seek out the Blu-ray or the DVD. Sorry, DVD in this case. Uh, there may be a Blu-ray. I'm not entirely certain. I didn't look that up because it is available on Shutter. If you're subscribed to that service, check it out. And on a side note, if you like horror, you should probably get Shutter anyway. It's a damn good price for a year. But anyway, Black Belly of the Tarantula is on there. Now, as far as this film's legacy, now I'm sourcing my info here from IMDb and Wikipedia. I didn't go too in-depth, but I wanted to pull a little bit of trivia out for you guys to kind of go over what to expect with this. Now, anything that's spoilery, I'm not going to divulge into, because like I said, I don't want to spoil this, even though it is from 71. So this is one of many Italian Giallo films that was inspired directly by Argento's successful debut thriller, The Bird with the Crystal Plumage another film I have not seen. 
probably going to continue this January is for Giallo on next year and get some more in that way. Since this film was fairly obscure for many years, it's recently made a comeback thanks to the rising fan base for the Giallo genre, which I have seen. There are many streaming services to name two, Shudder and Screenbox both this month had a ton of Giallo films just ready to go, and I had a hard time picking out ones, but I tried to go with ones that not only had I not seen, which is basically all of them save for one when I started this, and ones that I hadn't really heard of or heard other podcasts cover. That's why I went with Black Belly and the Tarantula this time around. Uh, the next film is one that... It was my first one that I saw, but we're going to talk about that later. So apparently this film has also gained much praise from the horror community... One writer at HorrorView.com cited it as the best Giallo ever made. Now, going into this, I have this is only the third Giallo film I've seen, so I don't know how much of that is actually accurate, but it's it's a solid film. I had a lot of fun watching it, so it's definitely of the three that I've seen. It's highly rated among those three. <laughs> don't worry, I will see more. We will have more of these. If for some reason I decide to do some more giallo throughout the year you'll get those in transmissions episodes over on patreon more about that later and just a little bit of trivia for black belly of the tarantula i want to leave you with a few other things here so three bond girls appeared in this film claudine auger who was the female lead in thunderball barbara bach who went on to play the female lead in the spy who loved me and barbara boucher who appeared in casino royale the 1967 version i'm not a huge bond person i've never seen any of the movies this doesn't mean a whole lot to me other than, oh, okay, they were known as Bond girls. That's actually really cool. I just haven't seen any of the Bond films. Not that I haven't wanted to check them out. It's just they're not, they're not super intriguing to me. More power to anyone who has watched all of them all or all of the film, all of them all. Wow, I can't even speak. All of the films. It's just not something I've sought out. Eventually I'll get to them, but it's not high on my list. We are not going to talk about that because that's kind of a spoiler. So we're going to move on to another piece of trivia. Morricone's haunting, unique music score featured the authentic sounds of vocalists exhaling for its main theme. I'm telling you, Morricone did some crazy inventive shit with his themes from what I've heard over the years. Just, just Google the man and you'll find out. But that's actually pretty, pretty cool. This is also one of several Italian jelly films to reference an animal in its title. After the success of Argento's Bird with the Crystal Plumage. I don't have other titles here to reference, but I'm certain we could find them if we really wanted to look. Uh, right now, my focus is just on some interesting things about this movie. On top of featuring several Bond girls, the film also stars a younger Giancarlo Giannini, who played Renee Mathis in the 2006 Casino Royale and the 2008 Quantum of Solace. What I referenced earlier, him being in those Bond films as Renee Mathis in Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace from 06 and 08. Anyone who's seen those will immediately recognize him, even though he is younger. He really doesn't look too much different, other than a couple of wrinkles, and his hair is basically white now instead of the darker color it was in 71. Italian censorship visa, <laughs> number 58708, it was delivered on August 5th, 1971. It doesn't say anything else than that. That's not really trivia, that's just stating a fact. Really, just the fact, you know, IMDb and Wikipedia trivia sometimes, eh, a little sketchy. And that's that's pretty much the trivia I want to delve into. Now, my feelings when I first started watching this, I was like, okay, this is moving a little slow, but let's see where it goes. The pacing is very much deliberate for this movie. It is very much deliberate. 
it's a part of the narrative when you see where it's going. Once you get through this movie, and it's only about an hour and a half, so it doesn't take long to get through it. It does seem to move slow, but once you realize just how far you've gotten in, you're like, oh, this is almost over already. And the way it ends is very matter-of-fact as well. <laughs> it's just, here's the ending. Have a good night. And I was like, wait, that that's it? I didn't mind it. I like abrupt endings. I like open-ended conclusions to movies where you don't really know what else happened. But this one is very much, here's what happened. Here's the end. So long. Here's the credits. Worked for me. There's just, there's not a lot of movies that seem to just, well... There's a few. I can't name off the top of my head. There's a few that I've seen that end like that, but I don't think so many modern films have the balls to just kind of end. Like, they give you something, a little stinger, or it's ending, but then here's the real ending, or here's the ending, and then here's the the final shot of the ending in the mid credit scene or an end credit scene, something like that. This film just flat out went, we're done. And I, I respect the hell out of that. Now, the kills in this, while it's not overly gory, the effects were done very well. And yes, there it is an Italian film from 1971. There is lots of nudity. Not as explicit as the New York Ripper, but still, you're, you're going to see some naked ladies. Yeah, there are some naked ladies in this film. So if that's what you're looking for, you're going to get it. <laughs> you're going to get it in this movie. But overall, I, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's a police procedural. It's a slasher film. It is definitely an Italian giallo film, 100%. It's not something pretending to be or a film that kind of skirts the line of being giallo. It's 100% in that genre, and I am going to say this is probably my second favorite giallo film. The first one is the first one I ever saw. This one is a close second. New York Ripper so far is taking the third spot. That's only because I've seen giallo films in my life that are actually... (laughs) Italian. Take that as you will. Since I have talked about this, and there's not a whole... real, Really, there's not a lot to this movie. Basically, the plot that I surmised. Killer going around paralyzing victims and killing them in a manner such as the Black Wasp kills tarantulas. It is a basic story plot. There is not a lot to this movie. However, it is a good watch. I wasn't sure who the actual killer was going to be until it was revealed at the end. And I was just like, oh... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, why didn't I think that's where this was going? And now that I know that's where it's went, that's where it went, I'm like, ah, it makes a lot more sense. I'll say this, it is a movie you need to pay attention to. Don't be on your phone, don't be posting on social media. You want to tell people you're watching it, that's fine. Don't go on, like, Instagram or TikTok and watch videos while trying to watch this movie because you're going to miss something and you're going to have to go back and rewatch it. But this movie is definitely 100% Skewered Universe approved as far as my opinion goes. But since I am the one doing January is for Giallo, I am the only one whose opinion matters right now. God damn it. No, I'm kidding. It's definitely a fun one. You should definitely check it out. It is available on Shutter. I'm almost certain since it is becoming more widely, widely available. You could probably rent it. You could probably find that DVD from 2006. Take a look and see what you can find. I definitely recommend you watch it, especially if you're someone who enjoys the giallo genre, such as myself, and maybe you're like me and just getting into it. This is definitely a good entry-level giallo film. There's not, a, there's not a lot to it, but there's enough where you're like, okay, yeah, I'm sinking my teeth into this. This is an easy... It's the shallow end of the pool. Then you can start venturing out a little bit more and then get to the deep end, go off the high dive, whatever you want when you get into the fur- <laughs> you get further into the giallo genre. 
if you know what I mean. That being said, check this out. Definitely approved by me. I had a lot of fun watching it. The acting is solid. It, it, it is overdubbed in English, but maybe there's a place out there where you could find the original Italian cut with English subtitles. I'm not really sure because a lot of these Italian films, horror, giallo alike, were subsequently dubbed in English. So that's probably the only cut you're going to get. Now, moving on. Now, our next episode is going to close out January's for Giallo. And I've been talking about it. We're going to be doing the very first Giallo film I ever watched. Brought to my attention some years ago by a friend of mine. It is the 1987 Dario Argento-directed opera. And I am going to have a very special guest on to talk about opera with me. But we'll save that for the time when the show gets here. I'm going to keep you guys guessing, but we're definitely watching Dario Argento's opera from 1987. If you want to listen along and know what the movie's about, give it a watch. It is also on Shudder. That being said, make sure you listen next time. We're going to have a special guest on the talk opera. In the meantime, head on over to Facebook. You can check us out, Skewered Universe Podcast, over there. We've got a group. We've got a page. Ask to join. We'll let you be a part of it unless you're going to be some kind of spamming idiot or you've got some kind of scam where you're trying to get people's money. If that's the case, fuck you. You can go over to skewerduniverse.podbean.com. You can check out the podcast there. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify. If you don't like listening, you can watch the episodes on YouTube. There's no video to go along with that, but we definitely have the audio there and there are subtitles. If you have an Amazon device, we are on Amazon. Amazon Music, you can find us there. Head on over to Twitter. We are at SkewerU, Instagram, Skewered underscore Universe. We post up there about all the new shows when they come out. You can email us at SkeweredUniversePodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget about our Patreon, patreon.com slash SkeweredUniversePodcast. There you're going to get Skewered Universe transmissions episodes as well as commentary tracks. Trust me, this year we're producing a lot more stuff. I've got stuff almost ready to go. It'll be available soon for you guys. And if any of you out there are looking to start your own podcast, we are now a proud affiliate with Podbean. You can use our link. That'll be in the show notes. It is www.podbean.com slash free. That is S-K-E-W-E-R-E-D, the letter U-F-R-E-E. What that does, if you sign up to get a paid plan for your podcasting, you're going to get a month free. We're going to get a little something on the back end to keep it transparent, but we're trying to help you guys out. Again, www.podbean.com slash free. You click that link, you sign up for a paid plan with Podbean. You're going to get a month of hosting for free. We're going to get something. We're helping each other out. Most importantly, we're helping you get an extra month on your podcast hosting so you can get your voice out there about whatever it is you want to podcast about. That being said, keep listening for the next episode. We're going to be talking more Giallo. We're going to close out this January for Giallo month right here in the Skewered Universe. This has been a lot of fun. I can't wait to record that final episode. And until then, you guys just keep enjoying that universe that's just a bit skewered. Skewered.